about a lot. <laughs> but today we're going to talk about pelvic <clears throat> pain, but we're going to just present five cases. And I'll, I'll try to walk you through how one of the ways you can work up pelvic pain, some of the questions to ask, the method of doing it. I may choose not to use the method, but I'll just go through it anyway. There's, of course, two types, chronic and acute. And uh, a couple of cases are going to be chronic. But before we get there, so the, uh, I think the, the thing that I'm teaching folks, the thing that I find that not to do is pay attention to detail. And uh, at their face value. So when you're working up chronic pain, it's good to have at least six or seven things to follow, to ask. <clears throat> and these are some that are, are commonly asked and do, because what you see are patterns. Um, and these patterns, as you'll see, I think, define the disease. And there's one we're gonna talk about where you make the diagnosis by pain. 95% of the time. Either or not, you don't need a lab or x-ray. That's hard to imagine. No. It does, however, require that you use your head. Brain, just your head. <laughs> so, these are the things that I kind of try to figure out. We're going to use this model in a couple of cases. One of the onset, this is probably one of the most critical things to know is when, when did this happen? Did it happened yesterday, did it happened five years ago. When did the pain start? <clears throat> when did this deviation normal start? And the location. One of the things that's difficult You've had patients and they say, well, where does it hurt? They say, well, where it's here. Well, it hurts here. So I just tell them to take your one finger and point to where it hurts. Specifically, where does it hurt? Right lower quadrant, left lower quadrant. Quality and character are very important because they, they vary depending upon the cause of the pain. Pain from structures that are smooth muscle, the chronic, uh, excuse me, cramping in nature, <clears throat> gallbladder being one of them, uh, fallopian tube being another one, bowel being another one. So, uh, what is the quality? Sharp, piercing, frequency. Is it the two questions here are simple? Is it cyclic or is it random? That's a very important question. GYN, as if it's cyclic, it's associated with menstruation or ovulation. Uh, duration, uh, how long does it last? Hours, days? Some kind of, some, post, some uh, dyspareunia, for instance, if you ask somebody, they'll say, well, it lasts about four seconds. Some will say, well, there's two days, you know, pain, uh, two days after I've been intercourse, still, still have pain. Radiation, here we're talking about dermatomes. Again, it's very helpful. 
what aggravates or what relieves. This can be very, very helpful. And does it change over time? Does it get less? Does it get worse? Is it shorter? Is it longer? What happens over time with the pain? <clears throat> so let's take a case and see if we can make something of it. Okay, so let's uh, start by, if you wouldn't mind, just reading this case. So the first question, if you all had a chance to read it. So how many types of pain are there? In the question, I mean not. Okay. Uh, the pain is the pain for both these situations, chronic or acute. Both of them, sure. Okay. Chronic, and then there's acute on chronic. So, like, she has a chronic process, but she has acute pain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. Oh. <laughs> 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 stupid. I'm talking. Is <laughs> it random or cycling? <laughs> one of them is. <laughs> yes, and one isn't. One is and one isn't. All right. Well, let's just. Well, <laughs> So would you agree that one is dysmenorrhea and one is, uh, is brooding? Okay. Very good. So when did, uh, let's just take the dysmenorrhea first. When did it start? Two years ago. Oh, wait, never mind. Post-delivery. After delivery. It sounds like it's hard to know. We don't really know. No. About 10 years ago. That's right. That's right. That's right. It sounds like she may have had it all the time, but it's gradually worse. Yeah. At some point, it started to worse, and we don't know when. We don't know when. We're on the first sentence. Right. Sometimes when you ask these questions, you don't get specific answers, but here we know that it's been there for quite a while and over time it's worsened. Okay, still speaking about the dysmenorrhea, what is the quality of it, character of it? Cramping? 
And uh, when is it? Pardon me? With menstruation. Yeah. Every time she menstruates, she has it. Okay. How long does it last? We don't know, do we? Say, in the sense that it's with menstruation and not between periods. Start out, continue after menstruation is over. Is it changed over time? How much has it changed over time? Pardon me? Affecting her activities of daily living. Yes. Well, missing work because of it. So what aggravates it? Menstruation, of course. Onset of menses. What relieves it? Stopping of menses. Keep it simple. Or a comment? <laughs> Let's take the dis. Did it did it any point in time did it go away? If she doesn't menstruate. Pardon? If she doesn't menstruate. She wasn't menstruating after her pregnancy. And for a while after pregnancy, we don't say how long. So something happened, they could go away, having periods, of course, but then even when the period started back again, she didn't have pain. So there you are. It's an important point, and it actually makes a diagnosis. Okay, so let's talk about dyspareunia. When did it start? The mid 20s. Okay. What's its quality? Pain quality. <laughs> it's going to change, right? Remained unchanged. Oh, is it sharp or is it? Well, we don't have that information. I don't know how long it lasts. We don't have that information, but it has not changed over time. <laughs> and again, that's a characteristic of the cause of the pain. It doesn't change over time. It is radiate anywhere. Not that we know, right? Well, what makes it worse? What makes it better? Okay, so just given the history, physical, we'll get to the physical in a minute, 
history. What do you what do you think is the cause of the dysmenorrhea? Primary or secondary? That's the first question you ask. Primary or secondary? Secondary. Secondary, because primary does not change over time. She probably had primary dysmenorrhea, wasn't very bad, but then she began to get secondary dysmenorrhea. <clears throat> so what do you think the cause is? Diagnosis. What might be a clue? Gets better after pregnancy. Sorry? The fact that it gets better after pregnancy. The fact that it gets better after pregnancy. Also, the fact that it gets better after pregnancy, which is an excellent observation, <laughs> means what? It's likely endometriosis. Okay, so the pattern of endometriosis is what? Why does it get better after pregnancy? If you're not having periods, you're not having menstrual period. The endometrium is not proliferating. What? The endometrium is not proliferating during pregnancy. Why? The pressure. The baby in there. <laughs> The hormone. Replaced. Excellent. That's master room. Except for that one. Oh, <laughs> what have I told you again and again and again and again? Pregnancy is blank dominant. Progesterone dominant. What does progesterone do to the endometrium? Stops it from breeding. <laughs> okay, that's your answer. Right. So what else do we know about this lady as far as ongoing treatment? We know that her endometriosis is responsive to testosterone. So when she gets it back like she did, how can we treat her? Progesterone. Progesterone. And what specifically would we treat her? A birth control pill because birth control pills are blank dominant. Progesterone dominant. Okay. So she is she's lucky in the sense that her endometriosis does respond to progesterone. Not all endometriosis does. So the first thing you're going to do when she comes back is you're going to say, let's start you on some birth control pills and suppress the endometrium and help you with the pain. Okay.
this okay? Are we, are we making any progress or am I just boring you? If I'm boring you, let me know. Okay, so what about the dyspareunia? What do you think the cause of that is? Chronic, random, high lower quadrant, was localized. What, what do we need to do? Permanent. Do an exam, pelvic exam. But we're not there, we'll be there in the next slide. What's going through your mind as a possible cause? Of, it's just pruning. Scarring from chronic inflammation. Scarring, okay. So this was the physical exam. What is a physical exam? Is it normal or not? Normal. In what way is it not normal? There's an area of tenderness. What else? Decreased mobility of the uterus. Pardon? Decreased mobility of the uterus. Decreased mobility. And what does decreased mobility suggest? Compatible with endometriosis. Um, close. Well, if you have something and it moves, and then all of a sudden it stops moving, something's holding it. What would hold it? Starts with an S. Scar tissue. Scar. Scar tissue. Endometriosis is a source. So is PID. Okay. So the scar tissue. So there is scar tissue cause unknown. But what would be the probable cause? This lady. Endometriosis. can cause scar tissue. So my lower quadrants consistent pain is consistent with endometriosis. She hasn't had surgery, to our knowledge, she hasn't had pelvic infections. Delivery was unremarkable. So on top, top left is a normal pelvis. The uterus, tubes, ovaries, call, we call them clean, they're smooth. Okay. So these endometriosis is endometrium. Up there, you've got some black, black dots. Dead areas of endometriosis. There's all these black dots here of endometriosis. Close to your cul de sac, when you do a bimanual exam and your fingers touch the area behind the cervix, this would be it's very tender, very painful. So notice all the scarring that can occur with endometriosis. This lady's diagnosis is 
Um, go through this again. So, pain, chronic or acute? Chronic. 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 Okay. When did it start? Years ago. After. Five years ago. Five years ago. Years ago. Three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. Okay. Start before or after her uh, C-section. After. After. So that means maybe scar, right? Okay. Is it random or cyclic? Cyclic. Cyclic. Okay. How many types of pain does she have? Okay, she has three types of pain. She has dyskesia, dyspromia, and dysmenorrhea. Right? It says it. None of this radiates. Aggravated by menstruation, relieved by absence of menstruation. Aggravated by bowel movements. Dyspronia is aggravated by intercourse, but what's unique about the dyspronia? This lady. Deep, deep. Pardon me. Okay, deep penetration. That's not necessarily unique. There are two types entrance and deep. Most uh, women who complain of dyspronia. Is it random or cyclic? Random. random. Is this lady's random or cyclic? What is a what occurs in her that is cyclic? Simple menstruation, right? Menstruation. <clears throat> so. Would you agree that we could think about whatever is happening up here is associated with the menstrual period some way? <clears throat> it's all chronic, it's all cyclic, it's all midline. It's midline in the pelvis. Uterus. Uterus, not the ovaries, right? So we have to think about uterus, midline, cyclic. Okay, anatomy. 
uterus. So what's behind the uterus? Rectum. Not the uterus. The bladder. So whatever is going on in the uterus is impacting the rectum. It's impacting the bladder. Pain when she has a bowel movement. She has urinary frequency before her period. Because normally when her bladder fills just before a period, it causes pain. She's learned to avoid the pain by emptying her bladder So this causing pain here, causing pain here, causing pain here. Okay. That makes sense. So something's going on in the uterus. And it's cyclic. Okay. This is just prior to menses, which is when you would want to examine this lady, right? Because that's when all of her symptoms are. Just prior to menses, uterus is what? Enlarged, ovular, markedly tender, foggy, painful to cervical movement. So what do you think the diagnosis would be? Or fibroids. Adenomyosis. Interstitial cystitis. Not interstitial cystitis. Adenomyosis. Adenomyosis. Okay. Adenomyosis. This is what you diagnose on history. You know anything else? You get this history. This is adenomyosis. Invagination of the endometrium into the myometrium. There are hundreds of these invaginations. Just imagine them as, as, as the cycle moves on and the endometrium thickens, these little tunnels of endometrium get full and cause pressure. So just before menstruation, this is very tender. Also, what happens is you're increasing the surface area of endometrium, right? So this other, the other thing this lady had was increasing amount of menstrual. So our periods were heavier, a little bit longer. This is just MRI just showing that you can use an MRI or an ultrasound to make the diagnosis. But you don't need to do that, okay? Just take, need to take good history. <clears throat> These can get up to, to two or three centimeters in diameter. Okay. Now let me ask you, does that, does, does the, can you put the history now with pathology? Does it make sense? So you just used your brain, the basic knowledge. Make the diagnosis. All right, Dr. Kuchby, I see you smiling back there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
She was very polite when she was with me. She never would laugh at me. <laughs> she just got a smile. <laughs> hey, what is this? And we want to know if it's chronic or acute. So when you're thinking right now, just cross the word dyspronia out of it because it's, that's that is a complication. So frequency, urgency, dysuria. Seeing her bladder reduce the pain, small amounts of urine. Three months is uh, off of chronic and acute in GYN. Why is it random? Not so What's the diagnosis? Involve the uterus. All the rectum. Also. Water. Ain't it on you? Okay. What's the diagnosis? Visual cystitis. You make the diagnosis. It's an inflammatory disease of the lining of the Seen with uh, irritable bowel and You see a person with one of them that likely they may develop one of the other two. Okay. Is <laughs> pain? Lower abdomen. Acute. Random. Aggravated by coughing, sneezing, or activity. This is your examination?
Okay. <clears throat> oh, it's this pain. All oh, pain's interesting to me. It's very difficult. Can be very difficult. So is this in the abdominal cavity or outside the abdominal cavity? Oh, what do you see? CT scan showing the hematoma in two different patients. Common volume. Okay, so this, uh, my time is way past up. This is just a Quickly go over this with you. The reason that you would do a, a supervisation on this patient, this lady, is because she's had it before. It's failed. Okay. So, supervisation. Open the outer layer of skin, land, sew those together. This area here, tedious surgery. What you're trying to do is you're trying to make a permanent opening so that the gland doesn't exit, of the gland doesn't block it again. So this is your word catheter, first choice, second choice, marsupialization. Um, I'm over time, I apologize. Thank you. Thank you.